Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. What's happening? It started with a work week for me. Just got back from uh, a Disney cruise. Yeah, we didn't know where you were, and then I saw you post on a cruise. Yes, I uh, took the kids on a Disney cruise. My uh, kids' birthdays are June 3rd and June 5th. They turned 6 and 5, so instead of doing a party, I tried to take them somewhere cool. So this year, we went on a Disney cruise. What'd y'all do, cruise around Florida? No, it goes from Orlando to the Bahamas. Oh. Then to the Bahamas to Disney. It has a, a, a private island that is just a Disney island, and then you come back. It's like a four-day cruise. Amazing. Food was great. Um, of course, they had the ride. It's not too crowded because only the people on the cruise ship are actually cruising with you guys. We went to Atlantis for a day. It was just it was just great. The food was amazing. I ran into so many different people on the cruise. It was, it was just a good time, man. Four days of just eating, having fun, <laughs> pool time, the beach. Summertime. Shows. The shows are amazing on the ship. Like, you think the shows are just kiddie shows? No, the shows are like... Almost like Broadway shows. It was just really, really dope. I would advise that cruise to anybody. It's the Disney cruise. They have uh, four-day cruises and seven-day cruises. We just had such a great time. So I've never been on a cruise. you never been on a cruise before? No, but I never really wanted to. Me neither. Why not? My ancestors are allergic to big ass ships. Okay, <laughs> man. I never, I never, I've been on, I've been on like I've been on boats before. I don't. I just don't like it. I don't like being on like like when you had to well, go, remember sure prom. Cruise, I'm sure a cruise is way different than ah, being on a boat. Cruise is way different I, than being I, on a boat. I do not want to be in the middle of an ocean. For three, four days. You don't even know you're in the middle of the ocean. You're only there for a day because you know one you, day you're in Bahamas. You know the when next that ship starts sinking. Man, no ship. They have, a, they have a Ritz-Carlton yacht now. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's, it's, I, I would try that. You don't even feel like you're on the water. <laughs> right. You don't feel the boat moving. It's none of All that. Right. Some of them have like ice skating rinks. And ice skating rinks, basketball courts, but golf simulators, have, basketballs. It's, it's I still dope. have never been uh, desired to go on a cruise. Me still. neither. But maybe I, I don't know. And Disney, everybody's so friendly. I feel like the world should just work for Disney. Definitely not going on a Disney Everybody's so nice. <laughs> everybody's just so friendly and so nice. Even And there's zillions of kids, and everybody's so, hi, hi, can I, can I help Do you? Do they have drinks? Like, they have drinks. They have alcohol. They have an adult section on the boat. And every time you go to an island, they have an adult section. So if you don't want to go with your kids, because they have, like, 24-hour almost like babysitting where they watch your kids. You what if you don't have kids? Can you go on a Disney cruise or is that weird? You can. There's a lot of people without kids on a Disney cruise. <laughs> you really <laughs> hyping weird. this Disney experience it up, man. Dope. Disney is a very stressful place. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's not like the parks. It's okay. totally different from the parks. It's totally different from waiting in lines for an hour and a half, have to worry about the rain. This is a totally different experience. When I was there three weeks ago, I am. I need a vacation from, from that, okay, which I will take in a few weeks, by the way. No, I, it's I totally need to decompress. All right. right, and I want to shout out to Ari Lennox. I went to go see her yesterday. She had this experience. It was all women. It was a nice little uh, experience. Of They had manicures. They had massages. It was a nice women's event. Dr. Jess sat down and interviewed her. That's J. Cole artist, right? Yeah, Ari Lennox is the Shea Butter Baby. 
And she has a debut album out, Shea Butter Baby, that's out already right now. I think it came out, like, uh, last month. Kind of hot for Shea Butter, this, right? Well, can you wear out, Shea Butter in the summer? It came out May 7th. Oh, can you wear Shea Butter in the summer, though? Yeah, you can always wear Shea Butter. It's kind of like basting. You know what I'm saying? It's like putting oils on. You start cooking. You put on some shea butter, and then you walk out to that 90-degree Well, anyway, shout-out to Ari Lennon. <laughs> She's so. an amazing artist, so I wanted to go out and show some support. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Who's joining us this morning? Ayana Van Zant. Who? Ayanla. Ayanla Van Zant. <laughs> Ayanla Van Zant. Queen Van Zant. I was like, yes. who? Ayana? <laughs> She'll be joining I, us this morning. I thoroughly morning. enjoy Queen Van Zant at all times. <laughs> yeah, so we'll She'll kick it with her this morning. in a little bit. And we got front-page news. What are we talking about, ye? Ooh, well, we'll tell you about iTunes. Rest in peace. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, well, let's talk about Linda Fairstein. You know who she is? No. She is the devil. Satan Satan reincarnated. She was one of the key figures in the wrongful prosecution of the Central Park Five. She's mm-hmm. the one who forced them to make that confession under duress. Okay. She's the white woman you're going to hate the most if you watch what, uh, When They See Us on Netflix. To raping uh, and attacking a Central Park jogger back in 1989. She's the one that had these young boys under duress. And the reason why they confessed to a crime they did not commit, well, she is on the board of Safe Horizon. Hey, Safe Horizon is a nonprofit aiding victims of abuse and violent crime in New York City. They work with a lot of people of color, and they want to know why is she on the board? Why has she been allowed to remain on the board for so long, considering what she did back then? She's a former prosecutor, and she was the head of Manhattan DA's sex crimes unit back in 1989 when those five boys were convicted. So Yeah, sending kids to jail for no damn reason, traumatizing them, ruining their life, that is, a, that is abuse. That is violent behavior. I love the fact that people are now boycotting everything she has to do with, whether it's As the book that she wrote. Oh, yes. Uh, she deleted all her social media, but we've seen this play before. You know what happens now. You know what happens now is she 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 turns into the victim. The white tears come, and she's gonna sue for emotional distress and sue mental who? anguish. She's gonna sue Netflix, and she's you gonna can't. sue Ava. This is really what happened. Mark my words. This is what they do. Okay, yeah, trust me. If you did it, you did it, and now it's it's documented. Oh yeah, I hate when people play the victim to circumstances that they created, but she's going she's going to absolutely do that. All right, now Apple has announced that they're going to put a menstrual cycle tracker to their Apple Watch. Okay, so women can log <laughs> information related to that. We mm-hmm. have apps for that already, though. So. Okay. We can track when our period is coming. You sound like you're happy for that, Charlamagne. You want to know when your period coming? I haven't even thought about periods in so long. Mm. Oh, oh you, you already uh, don't get it anymore? Nah, it's just like when you was young and you was, like, <laughs> dating, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you, your woman or a girl missed a period. It was a thing. When you're married, I don't even know. If my, I'm pretty sure my wife still gets her period. She's only 38. All right, right now she does. She, 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 yeah. she does. I never thought about she it. Still, she about still it. does. She has a lot of time left. <laughs> she does. Now, I, my life. I mean, I got three daughters, so eventually they'll get theirs. Yes, they will. I don't want to know about theirs either. Track them on Why your own. Why could you not want to know? Why is that? That's not, that's not my business. As your daughters, you should want to know what's going on with Nothing them. Nothing I could teach them about that. Nah, I don't want to know either. There was that one call that I got when I had to stop nope. and go get something other than cool. that. I don't even know if she ever had it again after that. Nope. Don't want to do. All right, well, it's over for iTunes. It's over for iTunes since we're talking about Apple. Um, so Apple is breaking up iTunes. Now, there's going to be three different platforms, music, TV, and podcast. You already see that when you go into iTunes. Yes. And so now what they're doing is saying goodbye to iTunes. People aren't really buying music and waiting to do all that. Now people are using Apple Music, subscription service, so they just want to make sure users do that. But if you did buy some music on iTunes, you'll still have access to it. It will still exist as a standalone iOS app and on Windows PCs. I don't see the point of buying music. Like no, I, I, I just download it. Exactly. I got title. 
You know what I mean? I do have Apple, but I don't, I don't really rock with Apple like that. I like Tidal. But I got everything I want. Old, new. Yeah. It's new music. Like, people will Makes be like, yo, you should listen anything. to this. It's stuff that I would never even think about buying or even think about listening to if I didn't have such easy access to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody buys music I don't, anymore. I don't see the point. All I'm right. going to tell you an album I'm jamming to right now. What's that? Goddamn Jim Jones L. Capo. Drop oh, one yeah? of the tools bombs for Jim Jones. Goddamn Jim Jones album is phenomenal. I ain't hear it yet, man. Al El Capo is hard. You hear me? All right. El Capo. Capo? Capo, Capo, Capo. Well, go to your streaming service and look up Jim Jones' new album, El Capo, El Capo. At it El is Capo. hard. All right, shout out to Jimmy. All right, now when we come back, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible morning, or wherever it may be. Maybe you want to just spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Big chocolate, the toe oh, sucker. It's toe time. How's everybody? It's okay toe time. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. So listen, my thinking is if Angela E. had a sitcom, she'd need a theme song. And it would sound like it does. Sound like this. Look at me, I'm Angela E. I couldn't find a good man if you all paid me. Maybe it's because my hair is a mess. Or Charlemagne wears my only dress. It's me, Angela E. <laughs> you like that, my dear? <laughs> I feel like I was kind of stupid. No, it was. That was, was, was so stupid. That was so dumb, man. <laughs> my hair is a mess. Charlemagne wears my only dress. <laughs> That's the only part you like. Charlemagne wears my only dress. That's the only part you like. Hello, who's this? <laughs> That's all it takes. Hello. Hey, what's oh, up, man? God, these people are so stupid. No, no. Get it off your chest, bro. So I've been, so I've been waiting all night for my dude to get dude? Your dude, your man? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. You about to him out. And the basically stood me up, but had me waiting for him. And all of a sudden he got home, came outside, went upstairs and never came back down. Uh-oh. That's because he got worn out by another man, boo. Yeah, that's what happens. He went to go take a shower, nah, wash the smell of sex. Game, I'm the only man. I'm his first man. That's what you think. Yeah, that's what you think. Your jaw and ain't what you think it is, bro. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think well, happened? He's he, he supposed to be straight, okay? Nah, he's supposed to be uh, straight. Maybe he was with a girl tonight. Maybe he bisexual. Maybe he got was with a girl tonight. So what do you think happened? If you had to guess. Uh, Oh, no. He went upstairs and never came back down. He went to sleep. He's worn out. He's tired. Why didn't you go upstairs to see what was happening? Then why don't you wake him up? I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even get out the car. Like, I'm still what? sitting in the car. He's hurt. Yeah. I don't understand why you waited all that time and then didn't even go and say anything to him. What do you want us to do? Why sir? wouldn't you communicate? It's, uh, it's, I, I did communicate. Like, I called him twice and just texted him twice. He is tired. That man just got it. That right. man just busted a n- man. He's tired. Let him sleep. Go knock on his door. Go ring his bell, bro. <laughs> I'll go ring his bell. All right, now you don't know what that means in that community. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you don't know what right. ring your bell means. Now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, good uh, good luck. We'll pray for you. Thank you. All right, man. Just reminded me today is uh, EJ Johnson's born day. Drop on the clues bombs for EJ Johnson. What? Okay. EJ is, I love EJ. EJ, does, EJ doesn't have those today problems. Today is his born day. He's 27. Oh, no, no, no. EJ don't play them games. EJ wish his boyfriend would come home this time of night after he'd been calling him all night and just go to sleep. All right. I've seen E.J. Johnson 
sit down and have a man untie his boots. Really? Yes, I have. What did you do after and that? And then the, doc, the guy the guy rubbed his feet. The guy rubbed his feet and then put the boots back on when EJ was ready to start walking again. And that wasn't you? Shut up. Dropping the clues bombs for EJ Johnson, the GOAT. Hello, who's this? Jay. Hey, Jay. I think we just spoke to your man. They're looking for you a second ago. <laughs> What's up, man? Good morning, DJ Ruiz. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was two days old. But go ahead, I'll let you, you rock. You weren't here, Envy. I'll let you rock. I, I got it on Instagram. That is crazy, though. He do got your face in Caesar's body. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you and Caesar had a baby. Good morning, Angela. Shout out to Good Caesar. Morning. Today is Caesar's birthday, too. Hey! Shout out to Flippin' NJ. Today is his birthday. Happy born day, Caesar. Hope you get all the cake you can handle. Oh, stop it. What's up, bro? Shout Yes, sir. What's good, bro? He What's happening, good King? morning to all of us. What's happening, King? Right here, man. Just posting. Um, just posting. So, check it. I'm gonna come at you with love today. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe since 2014. I don't know what's going on. But since you turned to PC the God, your podcasts have been trash, bro. I believe you. You just man, with all I mean, the compliments this morning. PC the God. <laughs> Can you please spice it up for us, man? We just trying to be here, you know. Getting <laughs> no. He wants you living on the edge again. Yeah, living on the edge, all right. All right, well, tell us a joke. <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. You guys have a good one. Okay. That's all you got? That's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Quill from Bridgeport, Connecticut. What's up? What up, Connecticut? Get it off your chest. Yeah. Well, um, I'm actually happy. I had dropped the album April 19, 1999. The day I got shot. I mean, I the day I got shot was April 19, 1999. I dropped the album April 19 this year. And it's doing numbers. It's called God I Failed You. And Shalome, I, I heard you like title, so you can check it out. God I Failed You. God I Failed Man? I Failed You. God, I oh, failed God I Failed You. you. All right, we'll yes. look it up, bro. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? This is your boy Gary with Convicted Conversation. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? Hey, Gary. What's up, Angela Yee? What's up, Charlemagne and God? Peace, King. How are you? Outstanding, my boy. I'm a little upset. Why? Man, I got my podcast popping, everybody listening to it. But you got last night, a father and his son got killed in Miami in a drive-by shooting in Miami Guard. A father and son? Damn. Jesus Christ. That's terrible. I know, bro. Like, I don't know what's going on, bro. I try to do what I can with my podcast and try to promote it and try to push it and try to get people to start thinking differently. Yeah, people got people, to people stop letting Satan use them. Exactly, bro. And like I said, how you build, check out my podcast, convict the conversation. I got through five times last week, Charlamagne. Didn't get through not once, bro. Where, the radio station? Hold five times last week. Hey. I was hot. Mm. <laughs> you better call on conference with Trav. Thank you, bro. I know, right? Hey, and I'd like to give a shout-out to um, West Park High School. They graduated Sunday, as well as Hallandale High School. My daughter graduated from out there. like to give a shout-out to them. But peace to the planet. Y'all doing y'all thing. Keep listening to Convicted Conversations, and I love the Breakfast Club. All right. Thank you, my brother. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Justin. What's up, Justin? Get it off your chest. 
All right. Um, so I'm a Lyft driver, and for some reason, this lady just got in my car and didn't have a destination. Like, she didn't know the name or the address of the place she was trying to go. I'm like, I don't know what she want me to do for you. So where'd you take her? I, I, she was trying, I think she said something about trying to go to a church or something like that, and then she was trying to um, have me bring her to this donut shop that was near the church, and then she starts cussing me out because she's like, oh, we're not there yet. I'm like, you don't even know where you want to go. How are you going to be mad at me? So she called the Uber. I didn't know you could call, I mean, the Lyft. She, I didn't know you could call with no destination. See, I think she was an older lady who ha- who was doing it through a third-party company for older people. Uh-huh. So they can, uh, they can still get Lyft rides, but, like, they can give me a destination. I'm like, what the heck? That's weird. Very. Yeah. So what ended up happening? You made her leave, or...? Uh, she cursed me out a few times. I remained very, you know, times. cordial in this kind of third. I did not cuss her out, this old white lady. But uh, we did end up bring, getting her to where she was trying to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to call, like, three people. It was crazy. Mm. Well, she's older. She probably had a little dementia, didn't know where she was going. I'm, I'm glad you got her there safely, though. That is true. But, hey, can I plug something real quick? Yeah. You just was talking something real quick. Well, not too quick. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlotte, man, but, hey... Uh, guys, if any of you guys are nerds out there, I'm talking to all my nerds. Uh, uh, if you would like to laugh and be entertained, go to North Star Otaku. That is N-O-R-T-H-S-T-A-R space O-T-A-K-U. Search that on Google. Find us on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. We're doing the game and stuff. We do all these kind of videos. And, uh, yeah, we're starting a podcast, too. All right. Okay. Thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is Ryan. Oh, oh Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Oh. oh. This is DJ Izzy? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I'm mad at you, dog. Why are you mad at me? Because you're not letting you do the ye mixes, man, when you're not here. You've gone for two days. What's up with that? That is true. I got to say something. I got to I, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, I'm mad today. And why, yeah. and why are you whispering? I've been gone for two days and then didn't even say nothing. Why are you whispering? Yeah, you didn't say nothing. Yo, like, let ye shine, bro. Ye shines every day. What are you talking about? Now with the mix. Let her get some more shine. All right. Let her do the e mix, dog. All right. <laughs> Damn. Next time I go to Disney's uh, cruise, she got it. All right? Damn. Just every time you leave. Nah, 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 you ain't say all that. <laughs> Stop leaving that. then. Word is born. Stop being so insecure. Let ye do the mix. Nope. I'll let you do oh. rumors. Nope. I don't want to do that. How about that? Hey, listen, DJ, DJ, yo, I know you light skin. You know, we insecure, but, you know, just let it let it slide sometime, huh? Yo, you hear that? I would love to. Bro, yo, yo. you hear that? Uh-oh, he's about to hang up. I don't know how he didn't Stop see that coming. So insecure, no, he didn't see that coming. How he didn't see that coming. You see everything else, but see that coming. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Yee, we got the rumors coming up? Yes, we are going to talk about Sierra. She's on Red Table Talk. So that should be interesting. Also, Black China. You know, she was up here filming for her new reality show. Well, that trailer is out and everyone's talking about it. All right, let's get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike, and I'm sure you'll think this is a good reason, right? And that's because Nike was copywriting his logo. It's a new lawsuit. He said the famous logo of a K and L in his jersey number actually came from his own hand, pen and paper. He did it back in 2011. He traced his hand, and inside the hand he drew stylized versions of his initials and the number that he had worn for much of his career. 
and he let Nike use that logo after he signed with them in 2011, but then they filed for a copyright of the logo without letting him know. He better make sure that he signed the right paperwork and he didn't sign his rights away. But why didn't he have it copywritten? Is my question. I would think if you're going to do a deal with Nike, you would be like, let me get my logo that copywritten before true. I let yeah, him use it. Yeah, she had the business done. By the way, I didn't even know Kawhi Leonard had a logo, by the way. Yeah. I had well, no idea. Well, uh, now he's suing, saying they had no right to do that and that they committed fraud on the copyright office by registering his logo. So that I don't know what ends up happening with that. That's the most aggressive thing Kawhi Leonard has ever done off the court, that lawsuit. <laughs> all right? He's so nonchalant and so cool, calm, and collected all the time. Mm-hmm. You can cut. Can you copyright any anything? Like if it's not copyrighted, even if it's <clears throat> somebody else drew it. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I, th- I thought you had to draw it to get a, to copyright something. All right, now Sierra has graduated from Harvard Business Course. It's only been like a weeky. It's a week long course online. Oh, yeah, she posted. It's online. Where did she go? It's an online course, right? She must have done the online one. There's a couple of different ones. There's ones that you can go to in person, and I think those take place over a series of, like, different, um, a, a longer time period, like the one that Swizz mm-hmm. Beast did. Mm-hmm. But hers must have been the online one. I wonder how people who graduated from Harvard feel about everybody getting these degrees. Well, it's not a Harvard University degree. What is it's it? It's a. <laughs> that's, that's what it seems it's like. It's a program at Harvard. That now, you that makes it seem like so it's a degree. So you get a certification from this program that you take, but it's not like you graduated from Harvard. So Harvard basically got their own DeVry, and they let people yes. come. They let people enroll at that DeVry that's within Harvard. It's like a subsidiary of Harvard. Yes, yeah, the Harvard uh, Business School program. So, I don't know anything about like that. Like you don't have to take you don't you don't have to graduate from high school and take a uh, test to get in. So and what do you have to do to get this degree? Dance. Shut up. I think you have to um, be able to pay to take the course and get accepted. To be able course. to pay? Yeah, you have to. It's expensive. Just pay for the course and you well, got the Harvard degree. Well, congratulations, Sierra. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, congratulations to her. I, she said, I'm officially a Harvard alumna. Okay, congratulations. How much right. is the degree? Is she curious. an alumni? Now, that's the see? question. See? Is she considered a Harvard <laughs> alumni? Now, I need to really speak to some Harvard alumni to see if see, she now, is considered a Harvard alumni. Is she really a Harvard alumni? She's a Harvard business school, like this business school executive education program okay. alumni, but she's not... After You're a not week? a Harvard alumni. It's different. I'm going to take that course. Well, congratulations. All right, now, Sierra's also on Red Table Talk, and she's talking about uh, breaking up with Future and why she did that. I remember one time I was working out on the elliptical machine and I was just like not sure about do I stay or do I, you know, which direction do I go? What is the right thing to do? And it's like, it's easy to do this, but is the easy thing the right thing? Future was like my teddy bear. Yeah. So I was like, we gonna go. We about to do this thing together. I just was like, I'm gonna commit. I'm really afraid of losing myself. If you sit in situations that aren't healthy or you let them like linger too long, you start to lose yourself, you know? I don't like crying all the time. So I'm like, how do I get out of this? Exactly. Because I like being happy. Well, she seems happy now. Yeah, if I was Russell Westbrook, I don't know if I would want her talking about future. What about if you were Russell Wilson? What was his name? (laughs) (laughs) Who I said? Who did I say? Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson. (laughs) If I was Russell Wilson, I wouldn't want her talking about future. Like, future is the past. Yeah, but but I think he also knows that people are going to ask her that, and she also hasn't done a whole lot of interviews about it, and it's Red Table Talk. If I was Sierra... If she goes on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, you know she's going to bring up those things. They're going to ask her All right, so Sierra should ask Jada about Tupac then. No, me talking about my old flames for what? 
Just talk about my present. Yeah, my, but they also my... have a child together whose name is Future. That is I true. mean, you can't God deny that. He's that part her of her daddy. life. You're right. Lord have mercy. So she's allowed to talk <laughs> about it. And she didn't necessarily say anything bad. But I think information like that is helpful to people. If you are sad all the time or you're in a relationship that you have to commit to get out of, it is a commitment. All and right. she talked about how she did that. It wasn't easy for her. Well, so I get it. Now I she's found happiness. I still would want to talk about my present, which is my present family. She did that too. And, and here's what she has to say about Russell Wilson. When Russ came into our lives, Future was 10 months old. It was different. Yeah. I never had that feeling in my life. What was the feeling? What was it? It was just like, it was calm. So when Russ and I met, we were being friends first. He actually met my family in the friend setting. When we talked, we were connecting on in every way. The way he looked at life, it was different. Also, the energy with my son, it just felt right. And then, of course, the consistency. Whenever he would think of me, he would always think about my son. It's dope. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a different level of love. See, that's the only future she should be discussing. And right. her, and her well, son. she discussed everything. It's a long conversation. Oh, God bless her. All right. Something about that red table, boy. Just get people to just chatting. Listen, you go on there for that purpose. <laughs> you know what it is. Jesus Christ. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort. He is locked up. We'll tell you where he's being moved to. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, ye? Well, Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, is being moved. He's in a federal prison lockup in Pennsylvania. He's moving to Rikers Island later this week. So they're saying that transfer could come as soon as Thursday, and he will be in solitary confinement for his own safety. Mm. Rikers Island. Paul Manafort. Who would have mm-hmm. thunk it? All right, now, Linda Fairstein, she's a key figure in the wrongful prosecution of the Central Park Five. Right now, everybody wants her gone. She's on the board of Safe Horizon. Safe Horizon is a nonprofit that aids victims of abuse and violent crime in New York City. I've been getting DMs from people who work at Safe Horizon, and they're like, you have to bring attention to this. We need to get her out of here. She's the person who was, at the time that the five young men were wrongfully convicted, of raping and attacking attacking a Central Park jogger back in 1989. She was the one that coerced them to confess to a crime that they didn't commit. She was the head of Manhattan DA's sex crimes unit. And people feel that she needs to step down. They she should. want her to immediately be dismissed. Not even step down. We need to just tell you, you are out of here. You need to get fired. Yeah, her name should be Linda Don't Play Fairstein. Okay, because she definitely don't play fair. And I definitely think that she should be removed. Because you know what I was thinking about? Not just about the Central Park Five. Imagine all the other black and right. brown people that she wronged yeah. convicted. Absolutely. How many people did she do this to? Everybody that she actually convicted, they mm-hmm. should... They should be investigating those cases as well. And, you know, she's very complicit. You know what? I'm going to talk about it during Donkey today. Before after the hour, we're going to need Linda Don't Play Fairstein to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Quest Diagnostics is saying 12 million patients may have had their personal information exposed. So they said that personal information is because an unauthorized user gained access to a system that's used by American Medical Collection Agency. That's a billing vendor that they hire. And that information may have exposed your social security numbers, your medical information, but not your test results. FYI. So if you had some test results that you don't want people to know about, you don't have to worry about that. I'd rather you have my test results than my social security number. I'm not going to lie to you. You can have the test results. So what? I got chlamydia and... 
I mean, not me in general, but I'm going to use that clip. Oh, shut up. I'm just saying, you can have my test results. I'd rather you have my test results. You know how hard it is to have to go get new credit cards and all that other kind of stuff? Everybody got that kind of how to fix your credit after somebody hacks your stuff. I'm with you. But I'm just letting you guys know that your information may have been exposed. Please find out I got herpes. I don't care. But please just don't take my social security number. That's all I ask. All right. Okay. All right. We'll make that deal. All right. And that's front page news. Now, when we come back, who's joining us, Charlemagne? <laughs> Queen Ayanla Von Zant. He got it right. He got it. Okay. I, she's got a new Ayanla season of Fix My Life out. Uh, she's got a new podcast, the Fix My Life podcast, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's launching. I just, I just dig her energy a lot. So we'll kick it with her when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Ayana Van Zant is here. She smells amazing. I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm good. But you don't know you smell good. You got to know what you well, put you know on. What? I make I, this is my body product. I make it, so oh, okay. I smell oh. it all the time. So I never. You're used it, to it. I'm used to it. It doesn't doesn't matter. So is it an oil, a spray? Or? I have a body wash. It's called Masterpiece Body Therapy. I have a body wash. I have a shower oil. Wow. I have a body butter. Sounds like you need to get these products. It, okay? it, it, it smells very refreshing. Yeah, right, it is room, because it normally stinks. It's created with oil and uh, herbs so that we clean our energy as we wash our body because we don't we don't think about energy. Clean your energy. Clean your energy. Because you know, a lot of people have cootie energy. Yeah, if you got stink energy, you're right. a different it don't level. Matter. That's right. It doesn't matter how much you wash <laughs> yes. if you don't clear your energy. You know, whether it's sadness or grief or mm-hmm. anger or upset, how do you clear that? I'm an energy person, too. Like, if your energy isn't right, I don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah, but, I don't care who you are. But how do we clean our energy? Nobody teaches us that. Mm. And you have to have a lot of people whose energy isn't right because that's basically what you do is you are working on fixing people's energy. Well, their minds. Because mm-hmm. if your mind is not right, your energy is going to be off. And we got a lot of people with off minds right now. Mm-hmm. I won't mention any names. Oh, <laughs> listen, we're going to revisit some of your past episodes, but we are gearing up. The new season has come. Yes. Of Fix My Life. Yes. And I saw you had Selena Johnson and Syl Johnson on. Well, that that was from before. from before. That was just rebooting to see where they are now. But we started this season mm-hmm. Saturday with the Mitchell family, which was the family of the five brothers that were with me last year. Mm-hmm. All this broke. rebooting. Because you know what is good about that? It's not like you just move on from them and we never see them again. Right. We need to revisit and see since you had them on the show, what steps have been taken, where are they now, how how much has that work been done? And how much have they done the work? Mm-hmm. And we saw with the Mitchells on Saturday that they forgot, they kind of forgot to do their work. Is that easy or harder to work with somebody you've already worked with before? Well, it, it's not easy or hard. It's just getting them to understand this thing is a consistent thing you don't mm-hmm. it's not like a one hit wonder you do it and mm-hmm. then you're fixed you know you got to continue with the work i think people don't understand healing is a process it is a process mm-hmm. you don't go to surgery and then come out and you're done yeah. you got to go in you go into the recovery room <laughs> then the stitches have to heal then you have to rebuild your strength in that particular area it's the same thing with the mind and the heart you don't just get the information and voila i'm healed mm-hmm. And particularly if you've been in this dysfunction or pain or breakdown for a number of years, you need time to recover. Sometimes I think we automatically assume when someone agrees to do the show that they want to get this work done. And sometimes these people are very resistant. No, we don't look for people. Mm -hmm. Everybody who comes, comes to us. But they have to agree to do it. But they don't know what it is. Right. 
They don't know what it is. It's just like you married Charlie, and, you know, because y'all got along good at the club, you think he's fine, and then you get home and you realize his breath stink, his feet stink, and, and now he got a key. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to, you know, they don't really understand. Right. And so, and me, I'm not there to agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to make you feel good. I'm there to cut through you know, whatever the crust is so that we can get to the center and the core. And it's frightening. Yeah. You know, and that's why sometimes I get a little concerned, you know, because the viewers are looking at their clothes and their hair and their fingernails. No, no, no. These people have put their soul on the line. Mm -hmm. Look for the lesson. Look for what you can use. DMX is trying to come back and perhaps to revisit that. Is that something you're open to? He's not ready for me. He's not ready to do the work. It's just not fair to him. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the viewer. Do you think that when a man is that age and he's still not ready to do the work, will he ever get right? Will yeah, he... yeah, he can. Okay. He can, but the thing is, um, not just with Earl or DMX, but people can't come. You can't go into surgery and tell the doctor how to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't go into surgery and say, cut me this way stitch me that way. You have to go in with a level of trust and openness and willingness. And I think for men, particularly, coming to me, a woman, um, the ego gets involved. Mm. You know, and, and, and since men aren't really programmed and conditioned and processed about how to process their feelings, when I hit that nerve, the man is coming for me, the woman. Right. And I'm not there for that. I'm there to help you clear. But it's it's a lot. It's hard. You know I why that is, I never thought about that. I never thought about how men would react to a woman uh, speaking to them about things and how different that could be than how they react to a man. I would think a woman, when you talk about emotions, would be better equipped for a man to want to. But the first thing that's going to come up is shame or embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And then the ego will jump in. A fragile male ego. That's right. And then they come in for me as the woman, you know. And I try to hold a space so I can be a soft place for them to fall. But that's because men don't know how to react to anything other than with violence in a lot of situations. Or to be, or to get angry. Well, no one has taught any of us as human beings how to process our emotions. None of them. Whatever it is, we're taught that fear or sadness is weakness. We're taught that anger is bad or wrong. We we don't even know how to process things like sorrow, mm-hmm. disappointment, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety. You, we can't even distinguish between them. We may have uh, disappointment and think it's gas, you know. <laughs> you know, so it's really my experience has been the average human in this society has a very limited emotional vocabulary and a, an emotional library, very very limited. So most of us are emotionally retarded. Yeah. We have arrested development when it comes to understanding and processing our emotions. Same thing with women. Mm -hmm. You know, we know how to be happy. We know how to be angry. But do we know how to express sorrow, grief, sadness, anxiety? Do we know how to, we know what frustration is, but do we know the root and cause of it? Do we understand it's disappointment or maybe it's, um, you know, some incomplete conversations we have? So we're really emotionally retarded. That's why I think we need SEL in school, starting in elementary school. Yes. Because I know for a fact, I did, oh, I've just learned to start processing my emotions over the past couple of years, and that's because of therapy. Right. I feel like they need that in schools to let everybody just learn how to deal with their emotions early. Well, 
even identify the emotions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have to deal with them. You just mm -hmm. need to know what it is and be have permission right. to have the feeling. To feel. People yeah. will tell you, don't say that, don't feel like that, don't do that. You know, we, we just cut it off and not understanding that emotion is the energy that moves us. So that's why my whole masterpiece body wash line came about because so many of us are emotionally constipated. <laughs> so you got you got a laxative too? You know, yeah, it's called a body wash. Clean that stuff off your body because it's herbs and oils. Yeah, and herbs break it down. But so many of us are emotionally constipated, and then we go to the self medication, whether it's the mm -hmm. drinking or the smoking or the porn or the shopping or the whatever it is. Shopping does make me feel great sometimes. It does too. But can I tell you something? I confess this because. You know, I fly around a lot. I do a lot of work. And I remember the first two or three seasons of Fix My Life. Afterwards, I would go in a store and just lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shoes, bras, whatever. It didn't matter. And then I would get home and I'm like, why do I yeah, have this? Is, yeah. What is this? But what I got was I was giving, giving, giving. I felt depleted. And I was filling the void with shopping mm. and I had to stop that so now when I feel that now that I know what it is I know what the void feels like mm -hmm. when I feel that the last place I go is shopping that's how I feel that's, that's actually when I used to cheat on my wife I was doing it for ego ah and then it's like you realize that's not what's filling you up right it, don't, it doesn't fill you up it feel yeah. like you're just pouring something into a bottomless that's right a bottomless, bottomless cup pit. yeah mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. no matter how much I bought Mm -hmm. I would still get home and still have the thing. Right. So I had to check on the thing. And then you're also mad at yourself. Thing. Like, why yeah, did I buy And this? now I got the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the thing. I could use the thing. It was the bill that I was concerned about. All right, we have more with Ian LaVon. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Ian LaVon. Yee. As we see so many more conversations about mental health happening now, do you feel like your show was kind of ahead of its time yeah and what it was that you you've been doing yeah and five years from now some other person will come along and they'll be get emmys and grammys and all manner of stuff same thing that happened when i did starting over when mm -hmm. i started processing women on starting over the next thing you know now everybody's in the house you know and starting over isn't even remembered the same thing with fix my life you know i'm usually on the bleeding edge, not even the cutting edge. I'm mm -hmm. out so far ahead of the thing until I'm bleeding. Because when Fix My Life first started, people thought I was crazy. And they, now it's become a part of mm -hmm. the culture, you know? Um, and I personally, I could be very wrong. Please forgive me if I am. A white person's gonna come along and do it and it'll be rapes. Get all the credit for oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's such a happen. staple for us, but I do feel like early on people didn't understand no. so much. Like, why would you go on that show? Why is she talking to them like that? And there was a lot of criticism, but people also love the show at the same time. Well, now they do because mm -hmm. I've been consistent. Right. And they've seen the results, and they've done what I asked them to do because the first two seasons, we used to give a worksheet for each show and tell people, don't look at the people, do your work. So now people get it. Okay, this may not be my story, but I can apply this. So now they're doing it. But I'm still a black woman doing it. Mm -hmm. You understand? That th That's still NBC, CBS, Fox. They would never look at it until they put a white person in there. Mm. 
and then they go. I remember so clearly when I did Iyanla, the talk show, yes. how the producers told me, nobody wants to see you dancing. Nobody wants to see any music. Uh-oh. Okay, And then Ellen. here come Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right? When I wanted to do, they told me, Nobody wants to watch television with people solving problems all the time. All right, Dr. Hit, Phil. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this has been my experience. Yeah. No heat, no judgment. Mm-hmm. My purpose is my purpose. I've been blessed and humbled by the uh, what I've been able to do on the Oprah Winfrey Network and grateful. But you mark my words because you'll still be here. Five years from now, they're going to put a white person on the network doing this. And it'll be raves all over the world. You're, you're absolutely right. Because I did a live therapy session last year on VH1. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a sister, Dr. Jessica Clemens, to be the therapist. Right. And um, I had to fight for her. Yeah. Because they wanted to bring in Dr. Drew. And I'm like, listen, right. the last thing uh, my people want to see is a black man talking to a white man about their problems when yeah. a white man calls most of them. Right. You know? And that's not about Dr. Drew. No. Because not. he's a wonderful mm-hmm. person. But it's just about the things in this society that we mm-hmm. won't talk about. We won't talk about the presence of of race and how right. it impacts us and, and what happens and what goes on. We just won't talk about it. We got this wonderful occupant in the White House, you know, who's clearly <laughs> demonstrating some mental imbalances. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're trying to explain it away. What are the mental imbalances? Because I, I feel like all old, white, rich males have a lot of those mental imbalances. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that many to be able to speak about it. But, you know, if one of my grandchildren were to behave publicly the way the occupant of the White House does, mm-hmm. they'd have to come over to Ye-Ye's house for a conversation. <laughs> I'm Ye-Ye. <laughs> Ye-Ye need to get you in check, boo. Judging people, calling people, being disrespectful, not telling the truth, you know, not owning your stuff, mm-hmm. putting stuff out there and then saying you didn't put it out there. What is What are you drinking? You smoking happy flowers again? Don't do that. That's something we have to check <laughs> up I on. I think it's just power. I think it's power and privilege. That may be it. But then look how we're responding. We're sitting here, you know, one finger up our nose and one up our butt. Like, we're not, this is going on. You know, it makes me crazy. I'm like, why are we asking this? Why are we asking it? Because we have to take responsibility. It's out here because we do it in here. Mm -hmm. We do it every day. I have to go back to what our brother D.L. Hughley said years ago. People don't pay attention to it. It said, he said, Barack Obama is what we aspire to be. But Trump is who we are. Who we are. Damn. Well, we do it. <laughs> That's America. Okay, let me just right. let me just ask you. I can't. When are the t- how many times in your private personal life, mm-hmm. you don't have to answer me, just think about it. Do you say something? And then when you get called on it, deny that you say it. How many times have you done it? In relationships with your kids? We do it with our kids all the time. I'm gonna get you so and so, go over there, and then we don't do it. And then when the kids come back and say, You said so and so, no, I didn't. You know, we do it all the time. How many times do you, you know, rally people to be on your side to make you right, you know, and and shove other people away or mm. tear other people down to make your point? Maybe, you know, I've done it. I'm better now. I'm healed, thank you, Lord. But I recognize what I'm looking at. It's a process. Everything that I see there, I've done it. Right. Mm. In my personal life, in my relationships, with my children, to myself, to myself. So I think that he's very purposeful. 
He's showing us who we are. We need to stop looking at him and look at ourselves. And when I said that mm -hmm. before, the um, his wonderful supporters oh, came Lord. after me. You know, I said the same thing about Jesse Smollett. We do it. <laughs> what he did, we did. Basically, what he did at the bottom line was he told a lie. Yeah. We Although he'll still time. say now that he's telling the truth. I'm not. I'm saying how it affected us. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his consciousness is. Haven't had a conversation with him. Now, R. Kelly, somebody you could have had a conversation with. No, 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 no. <laughs> not ready. But he wanted. I'm, he wanted to. Again, you know, I'm very clear about mental imbalance mm -hmm. when I see it. I'm very clear about distortion in energy when I see it. Not that I won't work with it, but you got to own it. Um, and I'm real clear when somebody's coming to me to tell their story, not to get healed. Mm. Mm. I, I'm not a, I don't mm. process stories. <laughs> right. I do the healing. And I don't think he was ready. He needed to tell his story. So he can't come to you until he's ready to admit he has a problem, basically. Yeah. 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 He's still in denial. Did, did you speak to him already personally behind the scenes? Not personally, but through his people. Mm -hmm. And just the mere fact that he was making demands of how he wanted this thing to no happen. No way. And I'm like, you can't do that. I ain't on that committee, brother. I'm not Word. on that committee. What kind of demands could you make? Like, I'm not coming to you. You <clears throat> come to me. Hmm. Iyanla Van Zandt ain't coming to you, boo. <laughs> Not because I'm Iyanla Van Zandt, but because doctors don't make house calls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't? You got, Not that I'm aware of. Oh. You got to go to the hospital or to the... to. And he needed, you know, emergency triage right. at that point. And um, in order to really heal, not just these people, but any of us, they are just a demonstration. You got to be willing to own your stuff but if the shame and the guilt and the denial and the resistance is what you're holding on to, you're not ready. Right. You know? All right, don't move. We got more with Ayanna Vonsa. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Ian Levant-Saint is here. Charlemagne? I saw you say, too, that uh, black women comparing themselves to each other is an act of violence. It is an act of violence. Can you expound on that? Well, comparing themselves to each other, what she has and what she did, she didn't get it, this whole war that goes on yeah. among the youngins, these beautiful artists who are fighting against each other, that's not us. We are a we people. Right. Our ancestral historical DNA is about community, about us. This thing that they're doing... You know, I don't want to call no names, but as an elder, I'm going to pow pow their butt if I ever see them. You think social media really plays the biggest role in that? Absolutely. Yeah, because we Absolutely. beat each other up when we see what somebody else is doing, comparing yourself to somebody else. Or even yeah, people tearing each fire. other down. Let me tell you something. I will, if I hear, I'm going to come get you in the corner and I'm going to dress you down. I'm not going to get on the radio mm -hmm. or TV or the social media and call you out like that. That's inappropriate, babe. That's not us. That's not our culture. That's not our way. Mm -hmm. So this thing that they're doing, this one fighting that one, and they ain't friends, and this and that, and the other thing. And at the same time, we'll sit by and watch each other die. Mm. Everybody knew about, or many people knew about R. Kelly. Right. Many people knew about DMX. Many people knew about Whitney and Michael. And we're sitting there worrying about what they're doing with their money but watch them die. Come on now. We need to stop that. I'm not going to let you die. Mm -hmm. I'm not. 
You know, now mm-hmm. I call you, you have to take my call. Absolutely. <laughs> how would you have been, how would you have intervened with a Michael? Remove everybody who was around him from around him. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Because people who are invested and you staying sick will allow you to stay sick. I don't have an investment in him being sick. I want him healed, mm. whether it's him or Whitney or Phyllis Hyman. I mean, the story goes on. We've right. seen it before. When we you see know. R. Kelly and we see how the people around him knew everything that he was doing, they had knowledge about the tapes, they've seen the tapes, don't you think they should have some type of accountability for the people that allowed this to go on and even helped? Accountable to who? Who they going to be accountable to? I would think to? legally. Well, they, they have to first have enough integrity to be accountable to themselves. Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> you know, they got to first have that level of right. integrity because that means they have to admit I was getting a check from him. Mm-hmm. And the quieter I became, the bigger my check got. They mm-hmm. got to admit that. They got to own that first before we can even start talking about them being held accountable. Now, you also have the podcast launching. Yes, so- which is really mm-hmm. just going back over all the wonderful shows and looking at the lessons and the things that we did. I feel like you should have been at yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, that's a no-brainer right there. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do, I, I can only do a few. I'm old, Charlamagne. I can't do it. <laughs> You're not old. Stop I, it. I am old. Seasoned. Wait a minute. Seasoned? No, I'm old. <laughs> now, I'm not aged, yeah. but I'm old because there's this whole big conversation on the Internet this weekend because I've been on tour and I've been posting my pictures and people are talking about how all the plastic surgery I had. No, I'm not on the plastic surgery. Where the plastic committed. surgery at? I don't know. They're just saying you look good, really. But then, Yeah, but why not say you look good right. for your age people as opposed to, to she's had work done? Because everything that looks good nowadays is artificial, so no. when they see it mm-hmm. natural, they don't well, even recognize that. Let me tell you something. No if I would have taken this shirt off, all oh, y'all be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how to make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I have been out there with no spanks on. That's hey. good. It's called push-ups. It's called a green drink. It's called I'm cut out the fried that. foods. Right. It's called don't let crazy people worry you and turn your hair gray and give you wrinkles. How about that? It's called prayer. It's called meditation. How about that? I feel like the queen's been looking amazing lately, though. I look at Oprah. Oprah look yes. youthful. You look you know youthful. Why? Angela Bassett. You like- know why? Because we have learned how to identify and avoid crazy. That's it. Oh, I just got shocked and horrified. <laughs> well, that's Cardi B twerking on, on TV. This is a mother. That's somebody's mother. She's a performer. I know, but I am too. But, okay, we're not having that conversation. I'm old. <laughs> How did you used to feel about Tina Turner then back in the mm. day? Because Tina was up there shaking. Shaking front view with her husband on the set. Mm. That's very different. You know? Offset and was I've probably seen, there. I've seen Tina do it. I mean, well, the Supremes in them, they didn't do it. But I don't know why Tina never came across as sexually inappropriate to me. I don't know. But when you start with your back to everybody, and maybe, I don't know. Is there a way to have that conversation without sounding judgmental? No, you know why? Because I, I wouldn't, the conversation, tell me what your intention is in doing that. And it's not right. It's not wrong. I don't have no heat, no judgment. Sometimes I just don't understand. Is that all there is? I'm so happy for Cardi, for Nikki, for uh, like her. I love these young artists. I pray for them all of the Mm -hmm. time. All of them. I just don't understand why we always have to start there. 
You ain't never been at Essence Fest and back that ass up, come on, and you felt like doing it. You, you did know, that pretty good just listen, now. Listen, people's eyeballs you would fall tried out that. if the Yala Man's head would back up and start twerking at the Essence Listen, I could see the bodies falling off. You did that before. You be doing that in the mirror. I have. <laughs> there you Listen, go. I've been on the pole. I've been on the pole. For real? Yeah. In my house. Oh, you got a pole, you got a pole in your house? house? Well, I had a well, pole party. Really? I got to know what's going on. Oh I can't be gosh. old and stupid. I had to who was see at the pole yeah, party. Who was at this pole party? All the old women I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had the first shot to get the leg up. <laughs> you know, it's not it. very you sexy got it. when you got to hold the leg on the pole. You have to hold it up there. <laughs> and, then, and then we had to help each other <laughs> to get it so when Listen, you see the young girls shaking their ass, you're not against it. You just think it's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Okay. Not all of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. all, everything, everybody. Everybody's song. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Now, and let we me... don't see the guys doing it. The oh, guys... No, you do nowadays. They shake their butt? Absolutely. They shake their butt. 1,000%. <laughs> <000%. laughs> I have, to, I have, I gotta go to these one. I must have missed the video. I see them. You know, I know they do the the grinding and the grabbing of the crotch. I, I haven't seen the butt shaking. Maybe my opinion will change. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen opp- that either. Equal opportunity butt shakers. I've definitely seen guys shaking their butt. I'll send y'all some videos. Well, Queen Van Zandt has to go. I do. Thank you very much uh, for coming. Don't forget, I'm in 30 <laughs> cities uh, talking about all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So go to iamlavanzantlive.com. I'm coming home to Brooklyn. Hey. Brooklyn. The 19th. Brooklyn's in the house. Brooklyn, Jersey, Philly. So iamlavanzantlive.com and you can come out and we'll spend good time. And then y'all can see this is real. This is not plastic. You got to throw that juvenile back that ass up on time. <laughs> show him. You want me to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you look amazing and congratulations on your thank consistency you for coming. and for, thank you for still having helping me. out our people. Yes, thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. Oh, all right. Hey, hey. Dro- I just want to drop one of Clues Bombs to all the young ladies out there with fresh weeds for the summer. You know what I'm saying? Salute to our producer, Taylor. She got a fresh 14 inches in okay, this morning. Taylor. Okay, Taylor. Okay, in here glowing. All right. He's hating. They hating. I said she glowing. All right. Well, I think I'm going to get a weave again soon. All right. Well, ready for the summer. Let's get to these rumors. <laughs> let's talk. Why not? Black China. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, as you know, Black China has a reality series that she's been filming, The Real Black China. And to prove to you how unscripted it is, they actually have released a trailer. And the trailer is pretty explosive. It is Black China and her mother, Tokyo Tony. And you can see they have a pretty toxic relationship. You got problems. You know what you, you need? a therapist. Be a real one for one minute. Why? It's you. Okay, what my It's you. Back it's up. you. Really? It's you. Okay, come back again. You, you're the problem. Get in my face. Nobody took care of your ass but me. You better keep your mind out of my face. Five days. Don't touch me no more. Keep playing with me. All right, bye. Do it again, bitch. I'm gonna you my up. house. Bye, bitch. Bye. I'm gone. I hate you. 
I don't know how I feel about all that dysfunction being broadcasted on TV because I don't know Ooh. how much true healing can happen that's, in front of the camera. That's her talking to her mama? Yes. Whoa. And her mom talking to her. Because, you know, all of that is just for entertainment purposes. Like, they're not really trying to get no true healing or understanding doing that in front of the camera. I'm still scared of my mama right now. There's no way I would talk to her like that. Well, you can see later on they did reunite and the two of them were hugging each other. So they have had certainly a lot of ups and downs, but it's on the Zeus Network and it premieres this summer. That all started because she was telling Black China that you need a therapist and then Black China blew some vape smoke in her mom's face. Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. All right, Mac Miller. There's a documentary on Mac Miller that's reportedly in the works. Filmmaker C.J. Wallace made that announcement via Twitter. He said, so over the next year, I'm going to start collecting interviews and content to make the definitive Mac Miller documentary for his family, friends, and fans. Please share and tag anyone you think we need to speak with. Drop on the clues bombs from Mac Miller, man. Mm-hmm. Missed that guy. The good yes. brother right there. And so much love. I saw a new... Uh, they, they have this new mural that went up of him. I was driving. I forget exactly where I was, but it was an amazing looking mural. In the city? Uh, oh, in Brooklyn. I, I think it was in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, it was in Brooklyn. You know, we spent our 20, you, Mac, uh, Mac spent his 24th birthday with us. Yes, I remember. And I took him to his first bar after he turned 21. I remember that Where he night. could go buy drinks yep. and everything for the first time. He didn't know what to do. And you got him drunk? Like, uh, yes, he I did. wouldn't say that. I mean, he got tipsy. He got tipsy. Yeah, yeah, it was He's a twenty. Yeah, he was already twenty-one. We went to this bar. It was a good night because he didn't even know how to put his card down to buy drinks. He had never done that before. Oh, so he was like, "How do I order a drink from the bar?" Yes, and it was him and all, all his boys came we, out, and he didn't tell his security he was yes. going. And everybody was going crazy for him. We did make that young man pay for all the drinks. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay-Z, he is a billionaire. Wow. Yes, according to Forbes. And they talk about how he created his billion-dollar fortune. So congratulations to the first hip-hop billionaire. Drop on the clues bomb for Hov. I'm, I, listen, uh, Hov is, is on my list of people who have influenced me in my life. And I'm talking about... Right up there with the Elijah Muhammad's and the Minister Farrakhan's and the James Baldwin's and Malcolm X's of the world. I got Sean Carter right up there. Not necessarily because of his money, but because of his growth and his evolution that we've all seen over the years. Well, let's talk about why he's a billionaire. Uh, $310 million. That's because of Ace of Spades. He, okay. owns, he fully owns that, yeah, right? he fully owns that 100%. Mm-hmm. Cash and investments, $220 million, including a stake in Uber that's worth about $70 million. Dope. Uh, Duce, that's worth $100 million. That's a joint venture that he has with Bacardi. Mm-hmm. Title, $100 million. Nice. Rock Nation, $75 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, his music catalog is worth $75 million. His art collection, $70 million. And real estate, worth $50 million. Congrats to him. And Beyonce, fan. priceless. Yeah, that doesn't even include Beyonce's uh, cash flow either. That's just Jay-Z. Well-deserved, man. And Serena Williams also made history. She's the first athlete ever to make the Forbes list of world's richest self-made women. So congratulations to Serena. She's worth an estimated $225 million. That's important that they said self-made because uh, I was actually having this discussion last week. When you see a lot of billionaires throughout the world, it's usually because of inheritance that when they're women. It was because of inheritance or it was passed down and they got it in a divorce or something like that. So that's probably why they put self-made. Right. You know, she's invested quietly in over 34 startups over the past five years. And she also has her own investment entity, uh, Serena Ventures, which will mm-hmm. focus on funding companies founded by women and minorities. 
So shout out to Serena. All Black right. people out here getting money. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, who are you giving that donkey to, Charlemagne? Uh, it's a woman named Linda... Well, she's not a woman. It's a devil named Linda Fairstein who needs to come to the front of the congregation. we like to have a little word with her. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey Hello? of the day. Hi. The Breakfast Club, bitch. Mm. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Tuesday, June 4th goes to a woman named Linda Fairstein. That name may ring a bell for some of you uh, right now, but I have no idea why her last name is Fairstein when there's nothing fair about her. In fact, her middle name should be Don't Play because Linda Don't Play Fairstein. Uh, by now, you all should have watched When They See Us on Netflix, the latest masterpiece from Queen Ava DuVernay. Drop on the clues bombs for Ava DuVernay. Is there anybody doing activism through art better than Ava right now? Jesus, God bless Ava. All right, God bless Queen Ava. She is truly making a, making a difference on this planet. It is very inspiring, but we're not here to talk about gods, all right, and goddesses this morning. We're here to talk about devils. And Linda Fairstein, Linda Don't Play Fairstein is indeed a devil. Oh, she has allowed Satan to use her in a way I have never seen. See, Satan loves mayonnaise. Satan puts mayonnaise on everything. 90% of all evils in the world have too much goddamn mayonnaise on them, okay? Too much mayonnaise ruins everything. All right, you need just enough, not a lot, just enough. Too much of it ruins any dish, all right? Too much mayonnaise makes tuna disgusting. Too much mayonnaise makes potato salad disgusting. Too much mayonnaise makes any sandwich disgusting. And that's exactly why Satan loves to spread the evil that is mayonnaise everywhere because he wants to ruin things. Now, the human jar of Hellman's we are discussing today, Linda Don't Play Fairstein. She was the former assistant DA and head of the sex crimes unit of the County of New York from 1976 to 2002. And she oversaw the prosecution of the Central Park jogger case. Oversaw is a great word for what she did in this case because she moved like an overseer. Overseers were paid to get the most work out of the slaves. Therefore, overseers often resorted to whatever means were necessary to get what they wanted out of slaves. In the case of Linda Don't Play Fairstein, she was an overseer who resorted to whatever means were necessary to wrongly convict five kids, okay, five. Raymond Santana, Kevin Richardson, Corey Wise, Yusuf Salam, and Antron McCray, who were wrongfully convicted for the rape and assault of a 28-year-old woman in Central Park. Now, there was no evidence tying them to the crime. And at the time, the young men were 14, 15, 16, respectively, and they spent 6 and 13 years in prison before a serial rapist by the name of Matias Reyes admitted to committing the assault in 2002. Now, if you've seen When They See Us on Netflix and you know that the overseer, Linda Don't Play Fairstein, demanded law enforcement to build the case around these innocent young men. In fact, her exact quote from When They See Us is, Every young black male who was in the park last night is a suspect in the rape of that woman who is fighting for her life. By the way, don't think that quote is a one-time thing, all right? Might be my own black paranoia, okay, my black annoyer, but I have a sneaky suspicion that is how they see us at all times. Every black man in America, period, is a suspect for something. That's why they profile us the way they do, because that's how they see us, all right? We have a target on our backs at all times. The exact same way, almost immediately, every young black male who was in Central Park that night had a target on their back. And if you saw when they see us, you know that Linda Don't Play Fairstein was accused of leading intimidation efforts to generate false confessions from these young men. <sighs> White people, 
uh, Linda don't play Fairstein should embarrass you. If you are white and watched when they see us and you didn't feel disgusted, disturbed, angry at the way Linda don't play Fairstein and the rest of those devils in that law enforcement treated those young brothers, then you probably got mayonnaise pumping in your varicose veins too. Now, what is the reason we are all gathered here today? Well, if you know anything about the history of overseers who oversaw the plantation and oversaw the slaves, they sometimes would drive the overseer off the plantation. Oh, yeah. Ever so often, slaves would get fed up and force their overseer off the plantation. And that's exactly what happened yesterday, because almost 30 years later, after watching When They See Us, people are calling for a boycott of Linda Fairstein's books and demanding that Amazon and other retailers remove her novels from their shelves. Who in here feels sorry for her show of hands? Not a goddamn hand in the room raised, all right? Let's listen to what one of the victims, Raymond Santana, told TMZ about Linda, don't play Fairstein. In 1989, when all those articles were written about us in the first two weeks of this case, and 90% of those articles never mentioned alleged, that was the backlash that we received, and, and now she's receiving it. When you do dirt, you can't run, no matter how long it is, the truth comes out, and even though it's 30 years later, she has to pay for her crime. Whether it's in the courtroom or whether it's socially, it is what it is. So at the end of the day, there is no correction for her. There is no uh, saying, I'm sorry. We don't want an apology from her. You know, she has to pay the consequence. She has to pay for her crimes. Simple as that. I mean, it was indeed a crime. All right, the real crime Linda wasn't interested in solving, all right? Linda was interested in sending five innocent black men to prison for a crime they didn't commit. Her hatred for black people trumped her love for her own gender. I repeat, her hatred for black people trumped her love for her own genders. She's so anti-black that she forgot to be pro-woman because if she actually cared about this young woman being sexually assaulted, she would have spent that time, that energy, and those resources on finding the real perpetrator, Matias Reyes, whose DNA was found at the crime scene. Yes, the DNA at the crime didn't match any of the five black young men Linda sent to prison, but it did match Matias Reyes, who at the time of his confession was serving a life sentence for raping three other women near Central Park, in addition to raping and killing a pregnant woman. Oh, Matias Reyes was a serial rapist. Matias raised four months after the Central Park rape, raped a woman in her Upper East Side apartment. That woman got away, and the superintendent of the building was able to hold Matias down, and he pled guilty to raping her, two other women, and raping and killing a fourth. If you keep in score, that's five rapes in total and two attempted rapes. Linda, don't play Fastine. I don't know if you realize it or not, but you are complicit in any of those rapes that he committed after the Central Park rape because you had the opportunity to remove the real threat off the street, but instead you was too busy trying to convict five innocent men. Now, I, I don't know if, you know, you felt like you would rather send five black men to jail instead of one. But for whatever reason, you ignored the real threat and that real threat continued to victimize other women. Now, social media has been on Linda Don't Play Fairstein's ass. Oh, they drove that overseer off the, play, the plantation because Linda Don't Play Fairstein has deleted all her social media. Yes, after hashtags like boycott Simon and Schuster went viral and cancel Linda Fairstein went viral. She has decided to cancel her social media accounts. Once again, uh, hey, raise your hands if you feel sorry for her in this room. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't feel sorry for her at all. I've seen this play before. See, what Linda Fairstein is gearing up to do, I guarantee, is sue.
That is what white privileged entitled people do. Even when they are dead wrong, they sue. When they should be holding the mayonnaise, they decide to put mayonnaise on everything and sue. She's going to sue everyone involved, and when they see us, she's going to sue Netflix. She's going to sue Queen Ava DuVernay, the studio production company. She's going to say this film caused her emotional distress and mental anguish. White privileged people love the word anguish, probably because it sounds like something you would buy at Whole Foods. Can I get a turkey avocado with anguish? and jalapeno mayonnaise, lots of jalapeno mayonnaise. All right, Linda is gonna claim she was traumatized by when they see us and her life has become a living hell because of this mini series. Well, you wanna talk trauma, Linda? You wanna talk living hells? Well, meet Raymond, Kevin, Corey, Yusuf, and Antron. You remember them, right? I mean, I'm sure you've gotten so many innocent black and brown people sent away for good, so it's hard to keep up, but you have to remember these five, right? They were traumatized by your actions. Their teenage years and most of their adult lives were stolen from them. They had to live in a hell. In, in, in a cell, you know, you, you want to talk about being traumatized, emotional distress, mental anguish. Those brothers will never truly be mentally healthy because of you. Lifetime of therapy needed because of you. PTSD, anxiety, depression forever because of you. Reach out to one of them. Sit down and have a conversation with one of them so you can really see and hear what a victim sounds like. Because Linda don't play Fairstein. You are not one. All right. You don't get to play victim to a set of circumstances that you created. I don't understand how people don't respect the laws of karma. I don't care who or what you are, karma, karma, karma comes back to you hard. Word to Lauren Hill. There is a natural law of karma that vindictive people who go out of their way to hurt others will end up broken alone. I don't know your circumstances, Linda, don't play Fairstein, but it's not too late for you to end up broken alone, and you deserve it, okay? If you end up broken alone, you earned it. You got a mighty God to answer to, and there's no amount of white woman weeping that can make anyone feel sorry for you. You can whimper, snivel, blubber. I wouldn't give a damn what mayonnaise-flavored, you know, liquid comes out of your eyes and smears your mascara until you properly apologize to those five young men and finally acknowledge that they are innocent. No good is going to come to you, okay? People like you create their own storms and then get upset when it rains. People like you create your own sandwiches with too much goddamn mayonnaise and then get upset when it tastes disgusting. You can't even start the process of forgiveness Linda don't play fasting until you apologize, okay? Repentance is a process and not something that happens in one particular moment. It requires consistency, and you've only been consistent with the lie that these men are guilty for your own sodium-flavored mayonnaise-based soul. You need to start the process of repentance, okay, by admitting the truth, but you won't. All right, America hasn't apologized or attempted to correct the evils of slavery and Jim Crow segregation, so it's just not in your nature to apologize for something you did wrong. You're just following pale face protocol and reminding the world that mayonnaise is truly Satan's favorite condiment. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work and give Linda, don't play Fairstein, the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. All right. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. So she still works at Safe Horizon or is she out of there yet? I have I no idea yet. what Satan is doing this morning. All right, when we come back, ye, uh, you had an interesting article that you were reading, right? Yeah, I was reading about uh, this young man, 28 years old, Justin's son. He just paid $4.6 million for the opportunity to have lunch with Warren Buffett. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Who would you pay to have lunch with? Could that change your life, a sit-down lunch with somebody? That's right. One person in the world, who would you pay to have lunch with? You I, know what's so interesting? It don't have to be $4.6 I right. think I've had lunch with all the people I wanted to have lunch with. Really? Yeah, except for two. So it's <laughs> not everybody. Yeah, it's not everybody. And it's, everybody. Ma and it's mascara. What did I say? Mascara. 
Yeah, you know what I meant. Just <laughs> trying to help you. All right, well, we're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, uh, Yee was reading this article behind the scenes about a guy that spent how much money? $4.6 million, and that's to dine with Warren Buffett. It's Justin's son. He's only 28, and he's the founder of a blockchain platform called Tron and CEO of peer-to-peer file-sharing protocol BitTorrent. And he wants to have lunch with Warren Buffett, and he was able to pay $4.6 million for that opportunity. Okay, so we're asking 800-585-1051, who would you pay to have lunch with ye? Um, So it has to be somebody who's alive that you could really have lunch with. Correct. I would love to sit down and talk to Sheila Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was was married to Bob Johnson, and she's the co-founder of BET. She's like the first, I think they said, one of the first black women to be worth a billion, at least $1 billion. Okay. And she also has a lot of other ventures that she does. Like she's a, uh, she works with the WNBA's Washington Mystics, and she also has her own hospitality company. So I like the way that she's diversified into different things outside of entertainment, and I think she'd be fascinating. Uh, myself, I, I would have to say it would have to be one somebody that's big in real estate. Like if you look at some of the richest people in real estate. They're, they're not from here. They're names that I can't pronounce. Mm, so you don't know who? They're either Asian names or African names that I just honestly can't pronounce. <laughs> well, um, well, if you want to have lunch with them, you should learn how to pronounce it. I know, I know. First. But I think um, there's nobody, I, 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 like, I'm thinking about it. You can't it. think of anybody you would want to just talk to? No. What about Ch- Deepak Chopra? No. You wouldn't want to talk to, it rhymes with Chopra, Oprah? I wouldn't pay. I just I just wouldn't. I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. You're a I you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I really I really don't know. You know, I would love to sit down and talk to Michael Jordan just about how he created his okay, brand and how his go. brand is so iconic, but I wouldn't pay for it. You know what I mean? It's, I wouldn't pay, give somebody that money to have a conversation with him. It just feels funny to me. Stop acting all entitled. This it's is not for entitled. charity it's also. Like, it's like I'm paying. It's like it's like you pay a prostitute to hear you talk. Like, okay, it's not a prostitute. You're going to pay this prostitute and you're going to sit down and just listen to like, me. Master P would charge you to sit down with him and talk See? to him and get some business advice. I don't know. Time is money, baby. I don't know. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, baby? This Cam, man. What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Who would you pay to sit down and have a conversation with? Uh, probably Kev Hart, man. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> okay. Kevin Hart? Just as a fan. Yeah, let's, man. Let's kick huge it. Fan. And what would y'all want to talk about? Uh, I would just talk about, man, just all the movies I watch. Man, this first threw me all the way back to uh, Paper Soldier. Okay. Brittany! Hey, DJ Andy. Hey, Charlamagne. Hey, yeah. Hey, Brittany. Now, now Brittany, I, could, I might be able to make yours happen. How much money you got, Brittany? Oh, I don't have a lot. How much is not a lot? Um, I don't know. <laughs> $20? Yeah, I'll give you $20. I got yours. Who you want to ha- Who you want to sit down with? I want to sit down with Angela Yee. I love Angela Yee. You are such a strong woman. I listen to you every morning for like five years now. Well, I mean, I love all y'all. But I love Angela Yee. I look up to you so much. You are so cool. Like, I don't even know what to say. I'm, like, hyperventilating that I'm on the radio right now. I, I well, thank you. you. Hold on. We'll take that $20. Yeah, no, no, not we. I'll take that $20. <laughs> Hold know, on actually, the line. Let's set up a sit-down. Where you from? East Brunswick, New Jersey. You should come out to the Juice Ball Wednesday night. Angela Yee will be there. You can meet <laughs> her and get your little 10 minutes. Wednesday night in Brooklyn? All right. Now, hold on. I'll give you all the information. Okay, I like how thanks. she talks. It's like a yell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, good morning. Good morning. Who would you want to uh, sit down with, have a lunch with? Zanique. Zanique. Tiny daughter. I love her so much. Like, so, wait, wait. Oh, Zanique? Okay. So, anybody yeah. in the world. I mean, not my sister. 
So any anybody in the world, Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey. If I could meet her, I'll be happy. Like, if y'all don't understand, I named my daughter after her. Like, I love that girl to death. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. I hope it happens for you, girl. Uh, all right. I do, too. <laughs> okay. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this Johnny. Okay, Johnny. Who would you like to have uh, lunch with? Gandhi. If you have lunch with Gandhi, brother, you know Gandhi's not here anymore. You know that. That's right. We're, we're talking people that's alive. So I thought you were talking about anybody past tense or whatever. Oh yeah, no matter what amount of money you pay, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can have. If you if you do though, take me with you. Well, maybe don't take <laughs> well, me. Well, you want to die? Nah, I don't want to die. Matter of <laughs> fact, never mind. All right, my, well, besides besides Gandhi, anybody else? But Gandhi's a good one. No, no, I just. I was just looking for some kind of problem solver that could, could try to bring this country back together. All this white and black versus each other. It's a bunch of bull. Gandhi be the only one I know that, that had that kind of mentality to approach a subject like that. What happened? He said Gandhi's the only person that could fix this world. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, well, thank you for calling in, brother. Yeah, thank y'all, man. All right. You too now. All right, 800-585-1051. Who would you pay to have lunch with? That's the question. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, this guy paid $4 million to have a sit-down. $4.6 million. To have a sit-down with Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Who would you like to have a sit-down Somebody with? offered $20 to sit down with me. <laughs> yeah, 20, hey, you're getting up there. Well, let's go to the phone line. Richard, good morning, Richard. Yes. What's up, Richard? Who would you like to have a sit-down with? As a big Beatles fan, I, I have to say Paul McCartney. Give me five minutes with Paul McCartney, and I'd be a happy man. Five minutes, five minutes. Paul what McCartney. What would you ask him? I, I, would, I would ask him for an autograph and a picture with him and everything like that and tell him how much I, I always enjoy his music and his talents. What's your favorite Paul McCartney song? My favorite Paul McCartney song? Oh, geez, uh, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Okay. All okay. right. Our camera guy says the same thing. Shout out to Steve. Dude. Hey, what's your name? Hey, dude, who would you like who would you like to sit down with? Who would you like to pay to sit down with? Man, I will pay in that amount to sit down with Linda Don't Play Fierce. Ooh. Why? That doesn't sound like it's going to end well. No, I'm going to be a gentleman, right? So so when you sit down, you know how the gentleman pulls the lady seat out. Yeah. I'm going to pull her seat out. As soon as she go to sit her mayonnaise butt down, I'm going to pull it all the way out and let her fall. Right, right when she's not her. looking. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to help up. I'm going to say, oh, my bad. Linda, don't play. And then when we sit down and order, right? Mm-hmm. Sit down and order, I'm going to order uh, just a mayonnaise sandwich. Mm-hmm. As soon as she starts <laughs> talking about her date, I'm going to smash that mayonnaise sandwich in her face and walk out. That's assault, but okay. okay. I-, I get where you're going. <laughs> I get where you're going. And I... I'll pay top dollar for that. All okay. right, good. All right. <laughs> right. Dion. He's going left. Yeah. Who would you pay to have lunch with, Dion? Man, Rihanna, bro. And, and what would you ask Rihanna? Would she marry me? Nah, I just plan. <laughs> nah, I'll ask her how did she um get to a place where she at now, you know what I'm saying? We're coming from a um a not base, big base. Alan, you like, just want to holler. Just say you want to holler, bro. I want to holler. There you I go. All <laughs> right, man. I want to holler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was Thank he you. even saying? After- <laughs> Hello, who's this? Tiffany is here. Hey, Tiffany. Now, if you could pay to have lunch with one person, who would you want to pay to have lunch with? I'm going to pay Steve Harvey to have lunch. Okay, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. So you can go in there and think like a man. What would you ask Steve Harvey? 
I'm, I'm because Steve Harvey had a Steve Harvey cruise, and my mom paid over a thousand dollars to go on the cruise, and we had a family death, and they would not compensate her any of her money back. So I want to pay him to go to lunch so I can let him know. <laughs> let him have it. <laughs> need the money, but it was just a principle that he got all the money, and he still kept the money. Okay, I wasn't anticipating that was the reason, but... Damn. <laughs> I, I, all right. She wanted to sit down at lunch and be like, look... I want my money I back. I need my mom's money back. I'm gonna pay to get my mom, my money back. Mm-hmm. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Donna. Hey, Donna. If you could pay to have lunch with one person, who would it be? It would be with all of you at that radio station. Ooh, at the breakfast club, How much? Club, How much baby? you got? Yes, I... You can't morning, do that, Envy. You know what? I'm go- on my way into work. I hope I'm not all fired up. Because this morning, when you talked about the donkey of the day and how karma will get you back, uh-huh. everything that y'all say, every day I listen to and I am like, wow, they are just telling the truth, speaking the truth out here on the radio station. I hope everyone is listening. I would pay money to come and sit down and have lunch with y'all. Well, well, we, that's char- we charge a dollar each. That's $3. <laughs> you got $3, mama? I got it. All right. I got it. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> hey, I don't know if it's worth it. It might be a waste of $3. No, it is well worth every $3. I would pay $3,000, $300, million. Uh, hold on, hold wait, on wait, the hold line. Hold on, you said $3 million. <laughs> you I'm hold give, on. I'll give you my cash app. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. You are welcome. You guys have a great day. Uh, <laughs> what's too. the moral of the story? Yeah? The moral of the story is that networking can be a really powerful thing. A lunch with somebody can change your life. So if you have the opportunity to meet somebody that you think could be beneficial to you, then go for it. Because if you can't be used, you're useless. Okay. All right. There's a lot of morals in there. All right. Well, you got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about somebody who wants to sit down as well, okay? Anthony Joshua, would you think this person would be a good manager for him after that disappointing fight that he had with Andy Ruiz Jr.? Well, he's still sitting down right now after that ass whooping, but we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk George Foreman. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, George Foreman was telling TMZ Sports that he wants to take on Anthony Joshua as far as management. Okay. He thinks that he can actually help him out after he had that loss to Andy Ruiz Jr. at Madison Square Garden. All right, here's what George Foreman said. They're going to have to go back to the gym. I think he'll be a greater fighter. Joshua now, if he goes back, get his mind together, he's going to even be better. But right now, he better learn how to box, and he better get a good manager. I'll do it. Would you help him out? That's certain. And he needs someone like me. I wonder if he took that fight serious, or he looked at his opponent and was like, oh, I'm going to knock him out quickly. Well, he, yeah, I don't know what happened with that fight. And let's be clear, Ruiz was a last-minute replacement. Yeah, like that, was just, beforehand. that was just a tune-up fight for the next big fight, but it looks like Ruiz whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. A lot of memes about Envy after that. I know. They said I look like, a, like uh, Ruiz. <laughs> My face. Shout out to Ruiz. I'll you take do, it. You do, though. I'll take it. I'll take it. Are you sure it was your face? I'll take it. My, my, I don't care. I'll take it all. All right. Khloe Kardashian. Who wants it? What? Nothing. She's talking about her relationship with Tristan Thompson after all of the cheating's gone on. And it's interesting because, obviously, keeping up with the Kardashians, all of that happens on the show way after it plays out in real life. And it seems like she still wasn't over him. It's really hard to regain trust. The energy I have towards true, that's all that matters to me. And if that starts to be affected by me wondering what's Tristan doing, where is he, I will be out in two 
that's fabulous. Are you still in love? I know I love him, but still, right. I'm not going to act like nothing's wrong. He counts. It's been seven months and this. I'm like, so it's been seven months. He also needs to know your one stupid weekend. Look what it did to, you know, three years of a relationship. So was that worth it for you? She still loves him and it seems like he still has a chance this and opportunity if he changes. This is all before oh. he got caught doing other stuff again. Oh, this was after the first time. Yeah, so, oh. you know, that's what's really funny because we already know what happened in real life, but then you watch what happened months ago on television. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's talk about a biopic about Alvin Ailey. I'm here for that. And Oscar winner Barry Jenkins, who is the director and screenwriter of Moonlight and If Bill Street Could Talk, is reportedly about to direct that movie. That's on the life of legendary choreographer Alvin Ailey. So be interested to see that. And Alvin Ailey's Revelations pieces is one of the most performed in modern dance history. Mm-hmm. So I always go see um, Alvin Ailey. I go to the, the theater to see that. It's always a fascinating experience. My mom always goes. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Jeopardy! James Halsauer has finally lost on Jeopardy! And he blamed it on Drake. You know, he was just shy of winning and being the highest winning uh, Jeopardy! contestant of all time. They thought he was going to pass... Uh, Ken Jennings' $2.52 million winning streak during his 74 games mm -hmm. back in 2004. But unfortunately, his streak came to an end. It was his 33rd game, and he was only $58,000 short of Ken Jennings' total. And that was the amount that was separating him uh, from actually breaking that record. It was heartbreaking when this happened. The line, a great reckoning in a little room, in As You Like It, is usually taken to refer to this author's premature death. Over to James now, he had 23,400, and his response was correct. His wager, a modest one for the first time, that takes him to 24,799. So, Emma, it's up to you. If you came up with a correct response, you're going to be the new Jeopardy! champion. Did you? You did. Yep, she won. All because of that wager. It wasn't that he got a wrong answer. Now, congratulations to Emma. She actually wrote a college thesis paper about Jeopardy. So. Really? Yeah, now she's the winner. Well, congratulations. He still walked away with over $2 million, so that's still a lot of bread. He said on Twitter, knew I shouldn't have invited Drake to the Jeopardy taping. So I guess that was his way of saying that he perhaps had the Drake curse. The but Drake curse, yeah. Regardless, he's gotten a lot of fame from this. You know, they got him his own James Holzhauer Day in mm -hmm. Clark County, Nevada. He was given a key to the Las Vegas Strip. And he's also been given a chance to general manage a minor league baseball team in upstate New York for a day. And what did he do before this? What was he? Um, I don't know. I want to say professional gambler. Was he a professional gambler or something like that? Yeah. Very bright guy, man. Very yeah. smart. Super smart. Look, in order to have won that much, you're definitely super smart. And make sure y'all watch that Lion King trailer, by the way, of Beyonce, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. I know you can't wait to see Beyonce in The Lion King, right? Yep. So I might watch that one. You got, no, you got to watch the original first. No, then you I can don't. watch the Beyonce one. Why can't one. I watch this one first? No, you got to watch the original. You got to start with the original. Then you go to Disney World. Then you can watch this. All right, well, Beyonce will be playing Nala. Okay. Um, is that how you say her name? Nala, yep. Just making sure, because I haven't seen it. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. You know what I seen yesterday? I took my daughter to see Aladdin. Aladdin was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was Everyone pretty loved good. It. I'm tired of the singy song thing, every scene, but it was it was pretty good. So if, if you got kids, or even if you don't, it was a good, a good flick. And Go make sure you watch on Aladdin. Netflix, Always Be My Maybe. Have you seen that yet? No. You got to watch that. You guys will love that. You and Gia should have a night at home. And the kids could watch it, too. Okay. It's a really good movie. All right. Well, The People's Choice Mix is up next. Don't move. We have a special announcement, too, right? I right, Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go.
DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, I just want to tell you guys, the last couple of uh, days, I was on the Disney cruise. I left out of here on Thursday, and it was an amazing cruise. I mean, the kids had a good time. My babies turned six and five, so we take them on a birthday. Something We do something special for their birthday every year, and this year was the birthday Disney cruise. Amazing time. Wasn't as hectic as Disney World, but... It was just great. Great food, great shows, great time. The weather was beautiful. The boat was amazing. Had stuff for adults, stuff for kids, stuff for teens. I would I would definitely advise it to somebody out there if you want to take your kids or if you have no kids. There were a lot of just couples on that cruise. It was a good, good time. So now I'm back in action, though. Yeah, you're back. I'm back. We just saw you on a boat. I was like, I don't know where Envy is. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't wanna, I want you to know I hate my followers. My followers are, like, very just... What happened? Just rude people. You do not hear Why? Them. They're just like you. What? I posted a picture of Ayana, Ayana LaVanza, and my first comment is from at Realist Nigga Alive, and he goes, I'd smash. <laughs> maybe he's talking about you. Yeah, yeah maybe he's talking okay, about you. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're right. 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 Don't discount yourself. You're okay? right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, positive note when we come back is The Breakfast Club. Come on. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me send a birthday shout out to uh, Caesar. Flippin' NJ today flippin is his NJ, birthday, yes. my uh, real estate partner. I'm not so a player, I just Drop one of the clues bombs for my man. Drop one of the clues bombs for my man Big Pun, a.k.a. C. His name is not Big Pun. Stop calling him Big Pun. Yo, that picture that everybody is saying is you, that's of Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah, yeah. It is your head with Caesar's body. Yeah, shut up, man. I made never mind. You made what? Nah. What? Salute to Donnell Rollins. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's his birthday. Don't post it. Is Donnell's birthday too? No, I'm saying it's oh. Caesar's birthday. Let me tell Donnell it's Caesar's birthday. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I want to shout out to Jamie Hector. The Moving Mountains for the Arts Gala is tonight. I'm hosting that alongside Doria Mizik. So shout out to him. They're honoring Jesse Williams. And that's a great organization that actually helps kids uh, just go do things in the arts, in the, the field of the arts. And so a lot of the kids in that program, Moving Mountains, go on to be in movies and plays, become singers, actors, all of that. So it's a great organization that Jamie Hector has started. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Uh, the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, we was talking about Linda, don't play fasting earlier. And I just want to repeat something I said during Donkey of the Day. Repentance is a process. And not something that happens at one particular moment. It requires consistency. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?